Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her brother, William. <laughs> and today we are gonna talk about crop circles. Yeah. Where do they come from? Who makes them? I don't know. We'll have to See find out. See you next out. time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can tell us. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into talking about crop circles, we re really want to thank everybody mm -hmm. out there. Uh, because in the past week, Chris and I put out a couple of calls to people. And yeah. everybody really responded. Yeah, you guys really heeded the call. So thank you. It was awesome. Yeah. A bunch of people flocked to patreon.com mm -hmm. slash GTTU pod to, to back us. Yep. And get access to the Netherworld Dispatch, an exclusive podcast over there. Thank you all so much for doing that. The, yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. Was Swift and brutal. Yes. Yeah. It was rad. In like, the best possible way. <laughs> really enthusiastic people. Yeah. Really, really nice. Really exciting to see. Thank you all so much for backing us. And then Kristen just the other day put out a call for people to review this podcast yes. on Apple Podcasts yep. to get our numbers up. Mm -hmm. And man, people just did it. Yes, totally. Thank you so much. I went to the Apple Podcast thing to grab the link because one of my friends asked me where she can review the show. And I saw our number was like a little not thrilled with it. And I asked our members of our private Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU pod if if they had a favorable five-star review to please leave it. And you guys did. So thank you very, very much. And I feel much more at peace with our number there now. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Yep. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for uh, uh, supporting what we do over here. Yeah, totally. I hope you guys like what we put on the Patreon. We have that It Chapter 2 review. And then since then, we also put a short little video of Will and I watching clips from Killer Clowns from Outer Space yeah. and reacting to them. And the clips are on screen, so you see them as well. It's not you just watching us. You watch the clips along with us. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, please do. Uh, all right. Let's get right into it. Mm -hmm. Kristen, crop circles. Wait, real quick, William. There's news from the world of aliens. Oh, that's right. From the land of aliens. I forgot about this. It's very, very swift. We just wanted to mention it as a follow-up. But it's all over the place. The headlines yes. have been popping up everywhere. Yes. So we talked about um, Tom DeLonge's To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences in a couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. One of them was not super long ago. It was like over the summer. And then the other one was like the 10th episode or something of Guides to the Unknown. But there's been a slight update. It's almost like a non-update, but it's kind of worth mentioning. So a big part of the show Unidentified that is produced by To the Stars Academy about these videos that were shot by Navy pilots that seem to show UFOs in them. You know, you kind of assume because they interview a lot of people from the Navy yeah. and even the guys who were in the planes who saw these things. From that the it Navy. Was, <laughs> yes, we can sail the skies, oh boy. From the Navy. Help! There's a UFO! <laughs> Somebody <laughs> save me! <laughs> so you would think that's like, and it kind of is, confirmation. Like, we talked to the Navy guys, so it's legit. Yeah. But... This week, it's everywhere that a spokesperson from the Navy confirms that those were definitely actual videos if you had any doubt about it. So he said the three videos, one from 2004 and two from 2015, show incursions into our military training ranges by un unidentified aerial phenomena. And this is Joseph Gratisher, the official spokesperson for the Deputy Chief of Naval Operations for Information Warfare. And he told this to NBC News via email. Um, he also clarified that the Navy has not released the videos to the general public. So they were kind of leaked, but he is saying they are legit. Um, and this is from uh, an article on the AV Club. He also confirmed that the government isn't exactly sure how the three videos in question made their way into public hands, as well as reiterated that any incursion... <laughs> An incursion? I was trying to avoid... 
I like had to swallow for like the last two senses. I was like, man, I can just keep going. And I right, can make yeah. it. Um, any incursion into our training ranges by any aircraft or phenomena, identified or not identified, is problematic from both a safety and a security concern. Right. So these he's are, not happy. These are real videos. They're real. He's not happy that they're out. And he's also saying what's in there is concerning. Yes, we should be. Yes. The Navy is concerned about what's in there. Yeah, we're actively concerned about right. what they are showing. So was this information leaked yeah. somehow? Yeah, I think so. Who did the leaking? I don't know. Aliens? Like, I don't know, but even that, to say it's leaked makes it sound sneakier than I think it must be. Because seriously, like it's not it's not like it was leaked by Anonymous. The guys who were in the planes are on the show identified on the record and yeah. in the New York Times on the record talking about their experience. So while it wasn't sanctioned by the Navy to be out, to say leaked makes it sound sneakier than it is because they've been out and being like, yeah, that's me on that tape. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> no. right. It's just people being like, yeah, no, I, I was there. I did this. Here right, it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, one way or another for this to be something that's being verified, mm -hmm. like I think one way or another, a lot of people will probably start to automatically file folks that are associated with UFO research in their heads as crackpots. Like, regardless of whether or not you're like, oh, they work for the Department of the Defense, and now they work with Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. But I think less so now than ever. Oh, I, complete, I completely yeah. agree with you. I'm not saying that they're right to do this, uh -huh. I'm saying, and I've done this too, without uh -huh. a doubt. But I think that even when you go like, oh, yeah, 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 he's got like five degrees in... right you know, astrophysics and stuff, and he says that moon men have been here, you start going like, ah, well, all right, crackpot. Yeah. Um, but to have somebody who's not in this mm -hmm. endeavor. No, he's just a spokesperson for the Navy. He's like not involved with To the Stars. Say, yes, those are real. Mm -hmm. That's a confirmation on a whole other level. Yeah. Tom DeLonge must be overjoyed that this man made yes. this statement. Yes, he is. Um, yeah. And also there's going to be a season two of Unidentified that just came out this week. Yeah. So maybe more to come. Yeah. You know, he was looking for it. But now here's his holiday. <laughs> he he's was gonna, looking for his holiday. Yeah, He's going to celebrate now that, you know, his passion has <laughs> been confirmed. Yeah. I hope he enjoys this time. <laughs> I mean, he gave it all away know, it to was, put together to the stars. And now fine. it is his. Yeah. Same joke. <laughs> okay. One joke making it take as long <laughs> yeah. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Many permutations. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, what what better news to have mm -hmm. when we're going to talk about crop circles? Perfect timing. Have alien stuff be going on. Right. Um, we are talking about crop circles because Kristen watched the movie Signs the other day. Yep. The M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Alien classic. Yes, I did. And I super enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they say in that movie what the crop circles are about or they're just sort of like... <laughs> You know what? If they do, I don't remember it. Maybe it's some sort of throwaway line, maybe on the news when they're watching it. But there's certainly no discussion between like Joaquin Phoenix and Mel Gibson about what they are. Maybe okay. the news says like these are communications or they're maps or something. But I'm literally making that up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I remember them being a big deal in that movie. And mm -hmm. I also remember I uh, uh, really enjoyed that movie. And I watched a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and listened to the commentary. Yeah. And I know that they tried to uh, produce their crop circles to be in, um, like, like of the same quality as crop mm -hmm. circles that have been seen around the world. So what you do is like you use a rope and boards yeah. to bend the stalks at like a 90 degree angle right. of the corn. So they really wanted to make them look authentic. Yeah. Having said that, I mean, even an authentic crop circle is, mm -hmm. A fake. Yeah, type. totally. It's it's authentic for knowing that a person created it, but exactly. not that an alien did. You know what? Other authentic they 
thing they did on the set of that movie. Do you know that they held a vigil for Mel Gibson's wife in the movie? What? Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan had the cast and crew do a candlelight vigil for that fictional character. That had to be one weird day on set. This is where Joaquin Phoenix gets it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'm not sure. He's, I'm not sure. He's an odd guy. Yeah, but I, I feel he's independently odd. Mm. You know, I don't think that he met M. Night Shyamalan. He was like, ooh, I want a piece of that. I become mm. odd now. M. Night Shyamalan, mm-hmm. who's noted as... <laughs> Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Who's noted at, that he has people just call him Knight, by the way. I do know that. Which is very cool. Yes, it's awesome. His um, first name is Minaj. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki Minaj. <laughs> it's spelled differently. Knight Shyamalan? Yes. It's like M-O-N-A, maybe even G. I'm not sure. It's not spelled like Nikki Minaj, G. though. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, who is noted as uh, being like a big fan of sort of like magical realism mm-hmm. and thinks of himself as a prophet to yes. some degree. Mel Gibson. Yeah, I know. What a... Noted whacktastic Ass... Jerk. Asso. <laughs> Ass jerk. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that is a potent brew. And a Culkin. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of energy. And an, <laughs> and a, a little energy. Abigail Breslin. Abigail Breslin. That's absolutely right. killing it. She's great in that movie. She's unbelievably great, especially for how young she is. Like, people talk about uh, Haley Joel Osment being sure. like a real wonderkin, which is totally true. But she is so young and little and also giving a genuine performance like not just like a little kid like saying lines she's like really acting she's so good Uh, she's got like a very famous moment that i think even made the trailer where she goes like she wakes up mel gibson in the middle of the night oh yeah 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 it's so good outside my room can i have a glass of water yep and you almost you don't have enough time to think about what she's saying you're so caught off guard yes oh man now i want to watch that movie again now you too i loved it i had the best time watching it yeah i uh i understand like I understand the criticism of the water alien thing, sure, but I don't care. No, I don't care either. The movie, the movie has earned some, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the benefit of uh, uh, of disbelief. Or yeah, whatever. as yeah. long as like the vibe and feel and other things of a movie are in, the, in place, like I don't really give a crap about like nitpicky stuff like that. Not when to I mention- when I don't like all of that, then the nitpicky stuff stands out to me. But like if I'm already in it and I'm loving this world and spending time there, like you can make things not make sense all day. You know the big wacky fan theory. Yes, about um, it being demons. Yes. Yes. Actually, actually, somebody in our Guides the Unknown Facebook group posted an article about that. I actually kind of believe that. I, I think I, it I, makes sense. Personally, that's my favorite way to read the movie. Mm-hmm. And it fixes that that um, alien's weakness is water problem right. for damn sure. It definitely does. And also, he likes an allegory so much, M. Night Shyamalan, that it makes sense to me that he would do that. Have this be kind of like a... It's all a metaphor. Sure. Yeah. Not to mention... The movie is about faith. Yeah, totally. Um, explicitly, <laughs> Although I it think is it's... about a priest who has lost his faith, who is yeah. looking for a sign that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. A crop circle, a sign, is left in the field around his house. Mm-hmm. His kids have weird things that go on with them uh, that like, eventually help them defeat the alien at right. the end. It is a very uh, uh, holistically... It's an oddly clean premise mm-hmm. for yeah. it to be about faith and signs and for there to be all these magical realism things happening. Yeah, totally. And for it to be a priest who fights an alien 
for that the fan theory to be that that's really a demon yeah. and have it work that cleanly. Yeah. Best way to read that movie. It makes total sense. Except for I remember when it came out, a lot of people being like annoying and be like, you know, science is actually people call it a horror movie, but it's actually a movie about faith. And you're like, I know, I, I know. get it. It's not hidden. <laughs> it's not buried. Embarrassingly, I performed a monologue from Signs to try to get into uh, a performance art school. Really? Was it Mel Gibson's thing? It was. Yeah. And I would have been 17. Uh-huh. There was no emotional weight <laughs> behind that. Say. So you really got it then. Hollow. <laughs> Hollow. Vacant behind the eyes. Looking at do? adults and trying to convince them that I've got decades of trauma my wife was killed right in front of my <laughs> face. I feel nothing. <laughs> Didn't work. I sang Cheryl Crow's Strong Enough in fifth grade for some sort of variety show. <laughs> so I'm no stranger to swinging big. Swing away, Chrissy. Swing away. Hey, Swing away, for, Willie. Uh, for performer kids. Yeah. <laughs> out of their depth. Yeah. Right on. Consistently. <laughs> Holy moly. Hey, real quick, just to just to put a capper on it for those of you who don't know. So signs in the movie, mm -hmm. one of the big things that people dump all over. Um, uh, Mel Gibson's daughter uh, puts glasses of water all over the place. And at the end of the movie, uh, an alien kidnaps his son and tries to push some like aerosol spray into his face. Yeah. But he is thankfully in the midst of having an asthma attack, so he's not breathing. Right. And then it turns out that the alien's weakness is water, mm -hmm. allowing Joaquin Phoenix to swing a baseball bat right. to splash it with water and get rid of it. So people make fun of the movie. Yeah. The, the popular fan theory that we referenced but didn't really explain is that uh, those aliens are actually demons, mm -hmm. that uh, his daughter is a prophet, and because it's in his house, this former priest, Mel Gibson... All the water left all over the place is not just water. It is holy water. Right. And so the, the alien is essentially being splashed with something that would destroy a demon. Yeah. And so that's what saves them in the end. Yeah. And that God was helping them all along. Mm -hmm. And, it, uh, you know, regardless of your feelings about uh, religion overall, a specific oh, yeah. religion, it's a fine read for that film. Yeah, it totally is. Um, yeah, I really enjoy that. Yeah, I do too. Um, but I do also want to say, I was going to save this for later, but I did, uh, in my research about crop circles and where they come from and stuff, try to look up pop culture, mm -hmm. like times that they were used and stuff. And so, um, talking about signs, yeah. there's another f uh, movie that did a very similar thing, um, to the events of signs, okay. um, that I do want to read to you. Sure. Um, Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson, oh, of course, at the beginning of this movie, <laughs> this famous film. Uh, talk about what one of them believes. See if you can guess the famous film. Might be a sex tape, but Pamela Anderson calls it a cursed tape. After several <laughs> odd occurrences and an almost atomic wedgie, they both die. <laughs> Wait, where's the crop circle in there? Oh, sorry, I forgot to get there. Here it is. <laughs> I didn't have to read that part. <laughs> Just wanted to. Meanwhile, in a farm outside Washington, D.C., widowed farmer Charlie Sheen and his clumsy brother George discover a crop circle which says attack here with an arrow pointing to their farmhouse very good after noticing the dog's strange activities such as driving a tractor or getting stoned <laughs> that movie scary movie three if you can believe it one of the most famous depictions of crop circles and pop culture that yep. i could find all right anyway let's get to some real information amazing we've talked about movies and stuff 
long enough. Let's I love to, to talk again. about movies and stuff. Um, so from the Wikipedia for crop circles, this is a wonderful quote that is like right at the top of the page. All crop circles are consistent with human causation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just so that. we're all clear. I read a bunch of stuff where they're like, oh, this couldn't have been made by human hands. Spoiler alert, as we'll find out are. in bigger detail with Kristen's topic, part part of the topic. Yeah. They were all made by human hands. Yeah, if not human feet. Every, <laughs> not human feet. Um, so here's why some of this stuff uh, uh, took off in big, crazy ways. Yeah. Formations found in crop uh, uh, fields are usually formed overnight. Mm-hmm. They suddenly appear, which I think is part of the big reason why um, they attracted so much attention yeah. and had so many people theorizing as to where the hell did this come from? Because it's not as if you see a work in progress. Right. It's you go to bed and, and then wake boom. up in the morning. There it is. A gigantic crop circle where all the stocks have been perfectly bent over, mm-hmm. uniform, creating some sort of a geometric pattern, typically. Mm-hmm. Circles, spirals. What the hell does it mean? Right. Um, here are some early examples of uh, uh, crop circles. Um, first of all, um, this is not the only kind of formation that appears in nature that makes people think that there's some sort of a paranormal event happening. Um, I think we've discussed this on the show before, but I basically read it and was like, oh my God, like I, I forgot that this existed at all. Uh-huh. Fairy rings. Oh yeah. What is that? Fairy rings. So essentially there's a, a kind of fungus that can cause, um, Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like circular areas of crops to die mm-hmm. and leaving in, in that place, there will just be a, a big, like perfect circle of mushrooms. Right. And so fairy rings are said to be like places where like so cool imps and pixies and fairies live and mm-hmm. stuff. And again, honestly, it's just kind of weird to see like a perfect circle yeah. appear anywhere yes. in nature that's not like a tree. Totally. Or a planet or but something. But if you think about it, it makes sense be- kind of because of those things. Like there are so many perfect circles in nature yeah. that seems to just be a shape that things kind of move in and grow in for whatever reason. And I yeah. guess that could even be in the negative, you know? True, true. Um, I found out that there was a uh, a, a pamphlet um, in 1678, Kristen, mm-hmm. um, called The Mowing Devil or Strange News Out of Hertfordshire. Oh, cool. Right? Sweet pamphlet. Yeah. It's basically, it's weird to call it a pamphlet. The, uh-huh. Like my modern interpretation of this would be like, as if you distributed one article for, of a newspaper. Right. You know, it's one story. It's yeah. Like it's part of a, a paper, but yeah. I do like that you this read it was... read with dinner. Yeah, you could, yeah, read it with dinner. Mm. Um, I do like that it was trying to just, like, spread information of yeah. something that happened to somebody. The pamphlet tells of a farmer in Hertfordshire who, refusing to pay the price demanded by a laborer to mow his field, swore he would rather the devil mowed it instead. I wouldn't pay you. I'd rather the devil mow my yard. That's like Mrs. Leeds being like, let my next child be a devil. Yeah, like, why, why are you, you saying this? Why yeah. are you welcoming You're that? inviting it. Yeah. Um, according to the pamphlet, that night his field appeared to be in flame. The next morning, the field was found to be perfectly mowed, hmm. that no mortal man was able to do the like. This pamphlet and the accompanying illustration is often cited by crop circle researchers as among the first recorded cases of crop circles. Cool. Crop circle researcher Jim Schnabel does not consider it to be a historical precedent because it describes the stalks as being cut 
while modern oh. crop circles involve the corn being bent. Yeah. Mm. That's different. That is different. But it's like marginally different. If the idea right, it's still, the is, shape is still there and the cor- it's in corn. Yeah. So like, couldn't it be that like just like the the methodology for yeah. getting it done has changed over the years? Not it's according story, to Ju- Julian Schnabel or whatever. I guess so. Yeah. It's a, it's a story about a, a remarkable instantaneous transformation. Yeah. Of your plants or whatever. Like I feel like that. It does seem like splitting hairs a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, there's a 1948 story, a German story called Die Zwölfschwein. Hmm. It means the 12 swans. A farmer every morning found a circular ring of flattened grain on his field. After several attempts uh, to figure out what happened, his son saw 12 princesses disguised as swans who took off their disguises. <laughs> How did he know? Oh, okay. And danced in the field. <gasps> uh, crop rings produced by fungi may have inspired such tales since folklore holds these rings are created by dancing wolves or fairies. So essentially the idea, same as uh, uh, the fairy rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially the idea there is that like, rather than it being aliens that caused, caused crop circles, yeah. people dancing around in the corn. Uh-huh. They're having some sort of a corn party. Yeah, cool. Corn partiers. Um, and then we get to the 20th century. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and ask this now. Sure. If you had to guess, and maybe maybe you already know because you also did your own research on this. Uh-huh. When would you have said crop circles came into like popular public consciousness? I think I would have guessed like the 1800s, like in a right. spotty way. Yeah. Not not like a ton, but I would think that. Yeah. I, I think I probably would have said somewhere about the same. Uh-huh. I think I I, I think I probably would have thought that it was um probably early american settlers for yes. some reason i thought of crop circles as being distinctly american uh-huh i did too Spoiler i guess because alert, of, they're not. no i guess because of all the cornfields in america i guess they're everywhere but we think of them in like kansas and stuff because it's where we live yeah i guess and but yeah i was surprised that by that depicted on tv and in yeah and stuff like that yeah but no, totally they, they primarily seem to hail from like england right and then they eventually spread further and further and further. It's you forget only- there's freaky stuff in England. Stonehenge. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Stonehenge is a very interesting um, thing to bring up in the context of crop circles mm-hmm. as well. Because Stonehenge is another kind of um, formation yeah. in a way that a lot of people claim could not have been done by right. humans at all. Um, and then I also, in my research, found out about something else mm-hmm. um, called crop marks. Oh, okay. What's that? Not crop circles, crop marks. These are essentially, you think about crop circles as being something that crops up overnight, mm-hmm. that appears all of a sudden, that looks like it is being made by some entity yeah. to communicate or mark something. Um, crop marks are similar. They are patterns that it can appear in grass, fields, um, farmlands, mm-hmm. and they also tend to appear in geometrical uh, shapes. They might show up as rectangles or lines. Okay. But instead of crop circles where the crops are completely bent or obliterated in crop marks, it's that the, the stuff you're growing grows to different heights. Oh. So all of a sudden there might be a square, yeah. an exact square of land where everything is taller. What's going on with that? Or an exact circle of land where everything is lower. How does that happen? It happens because of structures hidden underground. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So it is super duper common. 
um, you will basically be able to see them in the exact same spot yeah. year after year. Cool. Like crop circles. Yeah, perennial crop marks. And famously in 2009, there were a bunch of underground structures found near Stonehenge through spotting the crop marks. What were the structures? I don't like, know. What was the deal? I remember Weird. we talked about that at some point, that there was like something found underground. Like there was like tunnels or statuary or something like that found. we should do stonehenge I, like, I know like nothing about it same yeah 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 every time that i like do research and then it brings me to another thing that could be its own topic i back yeah. off yeah um, oh no i think you should that's yeah. what i do too yeah but uh yeah like this is like a thing that commonly happens and yeah it's, like just as fascinating like you might see you might essentially find like what were the remnants of an older civilization or old structures houses right barns whatever hidden under a field because it's been demolished and then a bunch of stuff grew over it but the crops don't grow very well right on top of you know what used to be you know stone walls and yeah stuff like that that is so cool marks yeah that's awesome um now uh in the 20th century the crop circle thing started to really take off um a lot of people thought maybe they were caused by meteors mm-hmm. um and that maybe some of these patterns and things like that uh spiral flattening was possibly caused by air currents from the impact yeah. of meteors, quote, since they led toward the crater. Which is weird to me, because I would think that, like, I don't know if it's almost maybe like a mistranslation or a misread. Or a I don't even understand, to tell you the truth. I think the way that I read it is saying that, like, everything got flattened by air currents from a meteor hitting uh-huh. would mean that there was, like, a blast, and then everything gets flattened. Yeah. But then this quote says, huh. um, they thought that it was because of air currents because they led toward the crater but i would think that like if something lands yeah slams into the earth poof, it sends a ripple right. outward right so they should be bent away from yes the, but that's not what this says but i don't know if that's right or hmm. if i'm just not smart enough to understand Maybe there's like, something about force that we're not understanding here like some sort of reciprocal force or right. something for every action there's an equal right. opposite reaction after the shock wave out does something suck it in and then bend all the corn in maybe i don't, I don't know. know um other circular formations in swamp feeds. Swamp feeds? What the hell? Swamp fields? <laughs> swamp feeds. <laughs> swamp feeds. Yeah. But I wrote that. Hmm. Uh, were said by officials to be artificial, but they couldn't say who made them or yeah. how or what the hell was going on. <laughs> so let's get to let's get to this. What a weird time to be seeing this. I'm just being like, we're at a loss. We don't know what it is. Yeah. We can verify that it's real because we're looking at it yeah. and we're staring at it and we're right here right there's so few things that we feel that way about now we don't know what actually the ufos are like one of the few things that we don't know what's up you we know? just don't know what's going yeah. on we can confirm yeah that guy from the navy we can confirm that those photographs are real yep we don't know what they are i have no idea what that is there aren't many things like that anymore yeah. you know exactly yeah i don't i don't i don't know what they're doing but i do believe they're breaking the law i'm yeah. serious yeah <laughs> article 1002 <laughs> All right, Mr. Akron. Here's a pretty big deal. Okay. You're going to have a little bit more about this Mm -hmm. later. 1966 brings about the Tully Saucer Nest. Yeah, love that name. Famous case of a crop circle. Um, In Australia, a farmer claimed to have seen a UFO take off. He said that it was about 30 to like 40 feet wide, Uh leaving in its stead a gigantic crop circle all the crops were flattened where this giant ufo 
had taken off. Local police, Air Force, and people from the University of Queensland concluded that it was most likely caused by natural causes, such as a drought or a willy-nilly. I'm sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. Should I explain? Please. A willy-nilly is a dust devil. Oh. I'm sorry? I believe that's a dust tornado. Okay. Yeah. A willy-nilly. Explaining that with dust devil is like not very helpful. Defined with another unhelpful term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's what they call me when I'm walking around like pig pen with a cloud of stink around Willy-nilly. Spinning around, leaving some willy-nillies. Now, here's here's the shocking thing. You said that you thought that maybe these would have harkened back to like the 1800s or something like that. I definitely would have thought that they would have gone way, 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 way back. Yeah. Um, No. They didn't really become a popular known thing until the 1980s Mm -hmm. uh the oxford english dictionary says the first usage of the term was in a 1988 issue of the journal of meteorology yeah and even in that they were referring to a movie like a bbc movie or something that was covering crop circles but Mm -hmm. it's like talking about crop circles only goes back to like the 80s i know i'm very surprised by that i figured that it was one of those things where there are like references to it and all these old texts a thousand percent with it being unexplained you i know? mean i did look up because i guess i guess here's what it is like you and i were born in the 80s mm-hmm. so in a, in a certain sense we grew up in a world where people were just starting to pay attention to crop circles. Yeah. So I Oh yeah, that, so for us they have always existed. Yes. Right. So for us, I I think I just always assumed that like this is a thing that people have been talking about forever. Yes, definitely. But not really. I mean kind of? Yeah. Not really. You know, I that that farmer guy in Australia uh, the Tully Saucer Nest, which, mm-hmm. by the way, what a great name for a thing. I know. I love it. A nest for a saucer. Yes. It's so evocative. It d- it definitely is. Weird. Yes. You know? But um, <laughs> what? And weird, and weird. you know? <laughs> Time to get. It's so evocative and weird, weird. you know? <laughs> um, but, like, you know, so that's the 60s. Yeah. But even that's not that long ago. No. It's it's crazy. It really is. So I, I'm also aware of certain, like, sort of, um, um, I guess, like, drawings that take place on landscape or countryside. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the Nazca lines? No. This would probably also be something. Are they, like, ley lines? No. Okay. I mean, ley lines are, aren't they just sort of like what people think are like energies around? Yes. I've tried to do ley lines as a subject like four times and it breaks my brain every it time I try like, to do it. I, it's like, I can't do it. Yeah. No, the Nazca lines, mm-hmm. you can Google them and look at them. Yeah. Oh. They are essentially, they're in Peru. Um, and so they are um, carved on the ground. You can see them from the sky. Oh. And they are drawings in the shape of... The spiders. Huh. People. Yeah. Um, uh, and a lot of people, they're, they're basically, they're almost the idea of like, if constellations that you see in the sky, oh, rather than cool. just being the pinpoints that you have to connect the stars to see the actual shape. Right. If you could just like see the shape of yeah. Ursa Minor. With the lines. Yeah. They literally, they're a drawing on the ground of a big spider and stuff. And they're That's huge. really cool. And so like, there are some theories that they were for like fertility for creating some sort of a calendar mm-hmm. for communicating with god um you sound very cool yeah 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 we should definitely look into this yeah they were shown in um indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull okay and I used remember. to little effect they sort of um like reference a um a trajectory based on where the nazca lines are but like 
point being, those are super duper old. Mm -hmm. Those are like hundreds of years old at least. I don't know. Um, but so I guess I thought crop circles were a similar dealio. Yeah. But they were just like super de duper ancient. Right. And yeah. Weird. Um, to date, approximately 10,000 crop circles have been reported internationally. Again, they sort of started around England and then mm -hmm. they've spread all over the place. Yeah, they got real hot. <laughs> real hot. Um, and weirdly, the first film, and this is basically what I'm going to leave you on about like the origin of crop circles. Mm -hmm. Um, the first film to depict geometric crop circles was the movie Phase 4 in 1974. This is a movie where not aliens, but super intelligent ants. Okay. Who have suddenly evolved to become like, you know, geniuses. Is this a horror movie or what's the deal? Yeah, it's definitely a horror like movie. Like a schlocky like B movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, an A movie, ant. An A movie. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Give it an A. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, crawl around underground and basically create geometric shapes underground of crop circles and stuff. Huh. Um, I read the full plot. I kind of would like to see it because it seems wacky. Yeah. There's a moment where they're like, my God, these ants are intelligent. They're brilliant. So they try to communicate with the ants through mathematics. Uh-huh. Um, and then at one point, um, spoiler alert for the movie Phase 4. <laughs> Is anybody notable in it? I don't know. Yeah. A man ends up underground. Okay. He's been dragged down into the ant colony. So are these more like crop marks? Yeah. Because the uh, ants well, aren't going up above and... But and... they're doing stuff. They're like making shapes and stuff. Right. But the crop marks are created by underground stuff, right? And these ants are underground? Um, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess technically. Uh-huh. Um, but so the movie ends with the main guy being dragged down into the colony and he <laughs> wants to find and kill the ant queen. Uh-huh. And then he finds out the ants aren't really killing people. The ants are trying to fold humans into their ant society. And they're just essentially above us on the food chain now. Uh -huh. The movie ends with the main character going like, oh, I see, I see. They'll leave me alone if I just live in their world now. What? I will await further instructions. So he's just going to live underground with the ants? Mm -hmm. All right. They're in charge now. <laughs> they're the bosses now. They say live underground, you live underground. I wonder if we're to think that that means all of humanity is going to end up underground with him or if this one guy is just like, well, I submit and giving up. I think, but I think that he's our like viewpoint into like what's going to happen to everybody. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If we're, if we're supposed to think that this is the, our antipocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Ants only do what they do because humans are in charge and we make them do it. Uh, so. <laughs> what? That's just my theory. <laughs> of real ants? Yeah. Of real life. <laughs> The entire world is the way it is because humans are in charge and we say we seals bend you everybody swim in the water. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. Lions, pride lands, sing some songs. Makes sense. And then when ants are in charge, they want us all to live underground, so you do it. Mm-hmm. Means pretty cut and dry. Yeah. A super smart ant says dig, how low? Absolutely. Well, I have another theory about what creates crop circles. Huh. The real story oh my is my God. theory. Anyway. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> so with crop circles yeah. becoming a thing that are reported on or that's reported on because it's a weird thing. Like it started to become sort of a cottage industry. There started to be experts giving talks about them, writing books and stuff like that. And because of that the people who actually kind of created the crop circle phenomenon decided that they wanted to tell the truth 
because it was becoming this whole thing that was completely getting away from them at this point, and they wanted to set the record straight. So in 1991, these two guys in their 60s held a press conference in England to tell everybody that they had been making crop circles for 13 years since 1976. And to prove it, they made the crop circles in front of them so they could see their method and everything. Cool. So there were members of press from around the world, and um, it was primarily reported on uh, by a British newspaper called Today, and you can find a Los Angeles Times article about it that we will link to in the show notes. So the two guys who basically created the crop circle as we know it are named Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley. Mm, Dave Chorley. I know. I know. They seem Awesome. This is a great story. So the deal is, is that Bauer had lived in Australia for uh, for a period of time, and he heard about the story of those Tully saucer nests, which were made not in cornfields, but in sugarcane fields, but basically the same sort of deal. And those were later attributed to whirlwinds touching down briefly. So essentially... Willy-nillies. Yeah, I guess willy-nillies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those. And... He and Chorley were friends who hung out every week. They had a standing hangout date at a pub locally, and they became friends and bonded over their love of art. They were both watercolor artists. So they were hanging out drinking at the pub, and Bauer told Chorley about this whole thing while they were sitting outside drinking, and they were happening, they happened to be looking out over like a huge cornfield. And while he's telling the story and they're looking at the field, they decide to have a bit of a laugh and create some crop circles themselves. So they went over to um, Bauer's art shop that he owned to grab a an iron bar that he used to prop close the door there somehow. Oh. They took that, they're like a couple of beers deep or whatever, and they go out to this cornfield and just start using the bar to like iron out basically a crop circle. Wow. So that was the first one that they ever did. And they enjoyed and got a kick out of it. They get to hang out together. They're both artists. They're doing this weird, fun thing. And so they decided to keep doing it. And they mostly did it in that area of Warminster, which is where they held the press conference, because it's kind of a known hotspot, or was at the time, for like paranormal phenomenon, because there were people in that area who said they saw mysterious lights in the sky, kind of like a classic sort of thing. So like, let's do it here, because people are going to be more likely to believe this is an alien thing, because weird things happen here. It is interesting to think that this did get associated with specifically aliens. Yeah. Like, if they had picked a different area that was known for supposedly having ghosts, right. would we associate crop circles with ghosts? Maybe, except for the alien thing was already established with the Tully saucer nest. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. So, you maybe, know, maybe not, but this is definitely what blew it up because they started doing it in areas where, like, lots of people could see them. It's funny. That, that reminded me of something that I did not say, um, which is that most crop circles, I mean, almost, you know, all crop circles... Mm-hmm are not just located in random spots yeah. all over the place. They're located in places where there's like a dense population. Right. Or they're near roads. Right. Or, you know, like they're in a, a town that's going to end up getting maybe some sort of a tourist mm-hmm. uh, influx, something totally. like that. So the strong a lot of eyes on them. Yeah. Or they're, you know, n- sometimes they're near stuff like Stonehenge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I guess maybe some people who want to believe, ufologists who really yeah. want to believe, might say that this is aliens marking these locations because that's where people are. Yeah. But the implication is clear. 
it's people who are doing it. That's why it's near where people are. Yeah. yeah. Or that they want to get attention for it. Right. Because so they did it for two years here and there with almost no attention or fanfare. Wow. And they were starting to get frustrated because they're like, look, we're doing this for our own fun. But we also want people to notice it. Yeah, yeah. And we're like in our 60s. We're a little tired. Like it's like kind of arduous work. And so they were going to quit. But then they decided to kind of like upgrade their method. Oh, they did this first. I think they upgraded their method earlier in the two years. I kind of wrote it backwards. But so they started out with that iron pipe or whatever, but they upgraded to what you mentioned, okay. which were five foot wood planks. So just a flat wood plank that they attached a string to so that they could step on the plank, but hold the string in their hands. So they wouldn't have to bend over to do anything. And they could just walk on top of the plank, guiding it with the string, and just walk in these patterns to flatten it out. That's great. They also developed this thing that's really hard to explain. I don't even, you know, totally... I mean, I get it in what it does, but I can't explain how it works. They attached these wire things to their hats. So it'd be a wire that came out straight perpendicular from their forehead, came down to a little hook with a circle in it, and they would look through that little circle and have that straight wire in their vision too so they could create straight lines wow yeah wow so they have that little thing attached to a hat and be walking on this plank and create these things that people thought were like made by aliens good thing nobody ever spotted them doing this or otherwise like <laughs> look bonkers story would have been the guys with the weird hats walking around <laughs> on boards at night totally but it's so sweet it's this so like sweet. couple of guy friends yeah, yeah, who yeah. just said like that had to be the biggest bonding experience ever it's something they they love being together they're both artists yeah they have this idea they both enjoy it so much that like something that's so time consuming kind of physically demanding sure. they have to do in the middle of the night they're still all about it for years yeah so they're doing this for two years and they are starting to be a little bit less about it because they're not spring chickens and it's not getting attention they're just kind of like and eh, maybe we should hang it up but then bauer realized that they needed to do it somewhere where there was a viewpoint somewhere that it was took two years <laughs> Of that. You know, they were at the pub having pints before they did this. I don't know if they were totally strategizing it in the most clear-headed way. It's just funny. If, if nobody had ever noticed, this would yeah. just be like, like how many people are out there, do you think, doing something? I know. I thought the same about? thing, <laughs> you know? which I love thinking about. And it's gotten no attention. It's like the idea that anywhere you are, there could be, I mean, not quite as cool, but there could be like a geocache around you that you're just right. not aware and that yeah. there are people who are like so excited to find that thing. And you're just like going about your business, hoping your dog takes a dump soon. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There could be somebody right now like clomping around in the woods around Rutgers dressed like yeah. a big duck. Yeah. And he's been doing it for five years and just no one has seen him. But he's if just I keeps ever doing saw it. him, I don't know what I would do. That would freak me right out. Duck man. Because I go to the woods around Rutgers like all the time. Yeah, if yeah. I ever happened upon, I remember when that like the whole clown thing was happening a couple of years ago. I was definitely, because I was like, that seems like some stuff like a Rutgers student sure. would do or whatever. So I was definitely heightened a little bit being like, am I just going to walk into a clearing and there's a clown there? What, yeah. what is going to happen? So yeah, so Bauer is like, we need to build it some, or like do this somewhere where there's like a lookout point where people can definitely see it. So they found a spot near a tourist locale, made an 80 foot wide crop circle. And the next day it was national, national news. So awesome. they must have been like, yes, we Jack got pot. it, baby. Jack so pot. awesome. So they were 
thrilled with all the speculation once it came. They loved hearing people's theories about it and everything. And not unlike serial killers who will like return to the scene of the crime when like the cops are there and the police tape is there and be like, oh, what happened or whatever. What's the matter? Something <laughs> yeah. bad happened. I can't imagine. Hey, are you guys here because something good happened or something <laughs> bad happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name, uh, John Q. Citizen. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I didn't see nothing. Regard me as visible. Could officer, could you write down that I've never been here before? <laughs> <laughs> they, not unlike that, inserted themselves into it. They um, would approach experts, like oh, and also the name for um, crop circle experts is a serologist. Oh. So they pursued serologists and told them, like, hey, um, we're a couple of, like, wildlife enthusiasts, so we're out in the area a lot, so, like, we can tell you if some crop circles pop up in this area. Oh. Then they would create a crop circle, go back to the expert and be like, we found one. That's like uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He works for the Daily Bugle. His oh, yeah. job is taking photos of Spider-Man. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. It is like Peter Parker. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're two uh, wild and crazy guys. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any American women? <laughs> um, they also paid attention to not just the serologists and people who believed that it was like aliens or whatever. They also paid attention to the scientists who were working to debunk the serologists and messed with them. Oh, excellent. So um, when meteorologists were reasoning that um, that the crop circles were made by like downward spiraling winds or whatever and that's why they're round they started making them like sharp geometric shapes to disprove the meteorologists and make them be like well now I don't know That's excellent. and like pit them against each other it's the best story so they're having the time of their lives but Bauer's wife this is crazy to me he didn't tell his wife for nine years into this this would not fly. Nine years? This, this behavior would not fly in the Rogers Anderson household. Where have you been going with Chorley every night? Yeah, exactly. I would have a lot of questions. Coming home exhausted and covered in dirt. <laughs> We've talked about this before when like there's somebody who doesn't know something and they just let it go. Like yeah, yeah. I, I could never let something like this go. He would it would not last nine years. Have you been <laughs> killing people? Yeah, yeah. They come home. There's another account from a family member who's like, I'll get to it. He's like, they, he came home at like four o'clock every Friday night. So it actually added up. And I was like, what did you think was happening then? You never asked? Okay, so. Nine years is a long time. A long time. So in 1985, Bauer's wife confronted him because she noticed that the car's odometer was way higher than it should be for him just driving to and from the pub to hang out with Chorley. And so... He spilled the beans and told her this, but she didn't buy it, which makes total sense. I feel like you can like see all this. Be like, oh, yeah, sure. You're making crop circles is what you're up Why to. Why would anyone buy it? Of course. So he said to her, draw out a design. There will be a crop circle that's of that design. And now you'll know I'm telling you the truth. So that happened. And then she believed it, obviously. That, Isn't that the best? That is amazing. I got another thing for you. Old Chorley was up to something funny, too. Chorley? What was he doing? So, Chorley's son, Jim, had an interview with the BBC this month, on September 7th, to talk about... I know, so weird. To talk about his dad. And he said that it was nuts when he found out that his dad did it. Because just, like, not really something it seemed like his dad would do. It's just, like, it didn't even occur to him. 
But when you line up all the facts that it made sense, he said that he knew that he went to the pub every Friday night with Bauer and that he wouldn't come home until four or five in the morning. And he, you generally found out that there was a new crop circle on Saturdays. So it was like, okay, he nobody is gone. Nobody noticed that it was every Saturday. I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, nobody added this up, but whatever. Listen to this. So that adds up. That tracks. And also, when he would come home, he would put an ear of corn on the table. What? Whoa. Why was he messing with his family in this way? He is a serial killer. Yes. He's were, a serial killer were, without the murder. Yes. They were getting their jollies from the mystery of this big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. he didn't tell his son, but he, he's coming home and laying a corn cob on the table every Friday I night. I you to ask what everybody me says. what that's about. Isn't that crazy? They were trying to get their jollies, Kristen. Yeah. And they got them. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, I had a theory the other day. So I watched um, season two of Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like in that show, they categorize serial killers and try to learn about them and stuff. Yeah. And a big thing that they get into on the show is a big thing that's about serial killers, whatever, that there are two different kinds. Mm-hmm. Organized on my face. and disorganized. Yeah. I think that is a categorization system that can be applied not only to serial killers, but to all human beings. Are you organized? Are you disorganized? Honestly, I don't know. The things I do are are you know uh, laid out perfectly and uh, measured, or and or you're me. Uh huh. And it's you look at my desk or my shoes, my manner. Yeah, but that's still. But <laughs> my general manner. Of <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, but that still doesn't apply to all parts of you. Like there are ways in which you are organized. Well, but does it apply to all parts of a serial killer? Everything they do is disorganized. I don't know. I, I think it boils down to. Are you able to overcome, are you able to override your base need for enjoyment to uh-huh. think things through? Yeah. Or are you driven by your id? That's, you know what I mean? I think it, I and think. And for these two guys who had a methodical process that they right. were doing that they saw out every week for nine years or however long they did it. Yeah. They, they were organized. They, 15 they fit years. They some patterns that I otherwise have seen talked about in the serial killer world. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not untrue. And even bringing home an ear of corn, Chorley, is like uh, having some sort of a... Um, it's a like a trophy. Souvenir. Yeah. A, yes. A, a, yeah, a totem. Absolutely. Yeah. Blew my mind, that part. Oh, that's awesome. It's so I, awesome. I love the idea of Bowers saying to his wife, make a pattern, there will be a crop circle in that pattern, consistent with the other crop circles. I want a movie made. about these guys. Yes. She should have made a thing that just in crop circles said... I am Ben yeah. Bowers or yeah. whatever his name is. <laughs> they, uh, Doug. I yeah, am yeah. Doug Bowers. <laughs> Just give up the ghost. Make that chump. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been doing with Charlie? Have fun with that. <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> yeah. Um. So his son said that they saw they saw it as folk art uh, as a folk folk art form. It was the biggest canvas that they could possibly ever use, which is kind of true. It was definitely more than that, but they were artists. Yeah. And so it, it just all kind of fits perfectly. So back to the press conference. They're like Banksy. They are like Banksy. And Banksy is also British. This is all adding up. Yeah. Banksy Bauer. Is Banksy? Wait. <laughs> Never mind. What were you going to say? What was the abandoned joke? I saw the light leave your eyes. Because <laughs> I didn't even know how it was going to add up. And it's like not even funny that like when we found out Banksy's real name because it's out there that his real name. 
His real name is Bauer Chorley. <laughs> Doesn't even. Doesn't make sense. No. His name is Bauer Chorley. It all makes sense. His first name is the last name of one of the guys. And his last name is, is the, the last... other last name of one of the guys. <laughs> you see where the light went out behind my eyes. You should have known. Yeah. Very quickly scanned. Good joke. Is it good joke? Nope. Drop. Nope. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Bauer Chorley. <laughs> So back to the press conference that they held in 1991 to reveal to the world. Their grand plan. Exactly. Um, they, so they did it in front of the press to show them the deal. And the um, the newspaper in Britain, the, I think it was called Today, um, then contacted one of the big wig serologists who was giving lots of speeches, writing books and everything, whose name is Patrick Delgado. And um, they showed him the circles. And at first he said, no human being could have done this. These crops are laid down in these sensational patterns by an energy that remains unexplained and is of a high level of intelligence. But then the paper in introduced the men to Delgado, who admitted, we have been conned. This is a dirty trick. Thousands of lives are going to be wrecked by this. What? Why? Because there are people who made their livelihood as serologists who like their job was writing books, going on like the tour circuit to talk about this. Oh, no. I made a bunch of money off of the two things these artists, these two artists did. I mean, to be fair, that is a world rocker. If your job, <laughs> if your literal job and livelihood is that you're a serologist and you just found out that like everything you based it on is not true and like your job just disappeared, I can see being like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> my the, life is real. serologist just got fired. Yes, totally. But. They had an opportunity to do something I'm sad that they did not do. What? They were presented with the crop circles, and they said no human being could have done this. Then mm -hmm. they were shown Bauer and Chorley. Mm -hmm. They're not human! Chorley. These men are not human! Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Start freaking out. What and a disappointment. And then the government to, like, vivisect Bauer and Chorley. Yeah, they'd be part of that bodies exhibit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unethically <laughs> harvested human beings. I'll keep my job. Thank you. <laughs> well, he did. See you in hell, Bauer and Charlie. <laughs> yeah. He did keep his job because while in that big reveal, he was like, thousands of lives have been wrecked by this. This is terrible. He later reneged and said that they may have done those, yeah, exactly. but he didn't do all of them. Right. That's the other option is that, yes. well, yes, some of them were Bauer and Charlie, but there was this one. That has to be real because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I need food. <laughs> Delgado was quoted by the New York Times as derisively saying, yesterday there were circles discovered on a prairie in Canada. Have these guys been out there with their board? Yeah, no All one right. else figured it out. All right, Delgado. No one else figured out how to make the crop circles that Bauer and Chorley have been making for a decade or more. Right, because obviously, yes, they did not make all the crop circles because they're a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. There were people who were inspired by that yeah. and made them as well. People. Yeah. Yes. So Bauer responded to this in 1999 because I guess like every once in a while news outlets would come to them to talk about it again or whatever. Right. So in 99, he said, these so-called researchers, they connected our circles with burial mounds and ancient hill forts. There's no connection at all. It's just that the field was uh, it's just that the field was good as far as we were concerned to have a bit of a laugh. So he obviously, or no, excuse me. So aliens obviously didn't make those circles, but that doesn't necessarily mean that at least Bowers didn't believe in aliens. He said, it's obvious that in all those millions of planets we saw out there in the night sky, there must be people out there. Okay. So at least Bowers seemed to believe in aliens. There wasn't a quote from uh, 
Chorley about it, but yeah. you would imagine that if he's saying, because he's talking about him and Chorley, he's saying in all those millions of planets that we saw out there in the night sky together, well, that there really, must be something. It's really, and so you can imagine them talking about, it, be like, absolutely. do you think that anybody is actually out there while they're like banging out these circles? It's can the sweetest story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I have to stop making the crop circle and go inside. <laughs> kind of freaked out Charlie. let's pop back to the pub yeah for a pint yeah um did they go to the pub at all this must have taken a while i think they would go to the pub and then go do a circle They'd go do a circle i'm pretty sure um i i do there's something very charming and kind of lovely about these two friends out yeah. in the middle of a field mm -hmm. working on their next sort of like installation mm-hmm being like, this one's really going to blow them away. Yeah. Like looking up in the sky and looking at the stars and stuff and talking mm -hmm. about people on other planets. Yeah, it's That's very really, sweet. It's really, really sweet and very, like, oddly, like, peaceful. Totally. I, 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 I like that image a lot. I do, too. And that sweetness kind of endures today. I'm going to leave you with this from Jim Sun, who did that interview just this month with the BBC. It's the guy who said that he left the, the ear of corn on yeah. there. Or, sorry, Are not they, Jim Sun. Uh, Jim, his son's name is Jim. Okay. Are they still with us, Charlie no. Bauer? Okay. I don't th I don't think so. Definitely Chorley isn't, because Jim was talking about it in the past tense. Yeah. Um, if they were in their sixties in ninety one, probably not. But why? In ninety one, in their sixties? Yeah, you can you can live to be in your nineties. Yeah, but like <laughs> likely not. I, I, I guess, yeah, was the... I wasn't being like, probably not, but <laughs> yeah, like... No, I know. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Likely no. Um, so in that little BBC special, Jim Chorley said, I can understand why people would need to believe in the magic of it. I still believe in the magic of it as we're sat here right now. This is magical. As we walked into the crop circle and, and into the edge, because he was talking to the BBC, and those crop circles are still there. People go and visit them and stuff. Cool. So they like went to do that, and he had he's like a musician, and he'd like written a song about them. So he's like playing the guitar and singing in the crop circle at one point. <laughs> um, as we walked into the crop circle and into the edge, I took just I just took one moment to remember my dad and think about him, and it brought a smile to my face. To look around and see people here enjoying it, it's a lovely thing to know that his legacy lives on. That is really nice. It's really nice. That's really nice. To have some uh, done something that mm -hmm. took the world by storm, yeah, got everybody's attention, mm -hmm. had people theorizing. Yes, how fun! Mm -hmm. And it endures to this day, right? That's lovely. And I then love your it. Song sh so shows up with a guitar and goes crop circles. It, it is a like a crop circle-y song. I can't remember, but I, I, you know, it's like, okay. When you're in the crop, the fun don't stop. <laughs> Circle, crop circles. <laughs> Thank you, me son. <laughs> He's a good boy, he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So that's it, you guys. There it is, the story of crop circles. That's that right. would be a very lovely sort of like buddy comedy. Yes, absolutely. I would love it if they made that. I don't know what caused the BBC to do this like little mini, probably just online story on September 7th yeah. of this month. But like, I would love if there was a little bit more heat on this crop circle story and sure. the real people doing it in particular, because sure. it's really such an interesting story. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah that was it. that was really fascinating. There were parts of that story that were really exciting. I, I really, yeah. In particular. Can you, can you imagine somebody doing that well? I know. You know, it'd be so awesome. Yeah. In particular, the idea of Bauer's wife confronting him. Yes. Do you know, like, did he then make that crop circle? Yeah. And she 
was now just in on the fun yes. with them in a way. I assume it, it, there wasn't a lot of fallout where it was like, and now she loves this, but he did the crop circle that she drew. And so she was like, it's real. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so awesome. If you make a movie about this, mm-hmm. the two friends have the idea. They yeah. do it for, let's say, three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. So early on, yeah. his wife confronts him. Yeah. And then when he makes it in the pattern that she did, she's watching it on TV and goes like, and looks over at him and he gives her a knowing look. And yeah. then you smash cut to the three of them making a crop circle together. Oh, that'd be awesome. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the ball's in your court, Amblin Entertainment. <laughs> Hire us to That's do right. a crop circles movie. Uh, we already have a song. Yeah, we do. Crop circles. It's the really fun just. Don't um, stop when you're bending a crop. Hang on. What is it? Crop oh, circles. It's the Hot Pocket song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Football cream. It's football cream. It's football cream. Um, what? <laughs> is that from? What is that from? It's from the office. Oh. Uh, what's his face? Andy couldn't think of what. Hot <laughs> pockets. No. Oh, a uh, Kit Kat. Yeah, Kit yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Break but, me off a piece of that. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Football cream. I can't think of it. And Michael Scott's sick of it. He goes, "It's it's football cream. It's football cream. Let's move on." <laughs> football cream. Um, all right everybody all right guys well we will see you again next week but until then you can follow us on social media at gttu pod everywhere you can also join our secret facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash gttu pod the secrets don't stop there mm-hmm. hit up patreon.com slash gttu pod to back this show help us make cool stuff That's right. uh, you can back us at the mysterious benefactor level for a minimum of one dollar mm-hmm. uh, or you can become one of the netherworld warriors in the four dollar tier you can change that number to be whatever you would like it to be Mm -hmm. and some of you have and we appreciate it so much thank Thank you very much everybody uh uh, another call to those of you who have not updated your tiers make Mm -hmm. sure that you do that if you want to get the exclusive stuff that's right um such as uh uh, the netherworld dispatch our Mm -hmm. patreon exclusive show yep with new episodes coming out on the 15th of every month Mm -hmm. and some behind the scenes videos after shows gameplay things yeah Uh, a bunch of stuff is already there just waiting for you Mm -hmm. Um, you can also uh, uh, talk to Kristen or myself online to share maybe some of your thoughts about the show or ideas of things that you would love to see us do. Yeah, absolutely. On Patreon. Yeah, so do that through the GTTU Pod social media. You can also email us at gttupod at gmail.com. But if you just want to pop in on what we do in social media, I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at The Myth Traveler. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use. It's super appreciated, as you know, from the beginning of the show. So if we can keep that rating nice and tight, that would be awesome. So if you want to give us a five-star review, we'd really appreciate it. And you know what? Hot podcast tip. Mm -hmm. The podcast app that I use, because I do not have an iPhone, uh, I have an Android phone, I use an app called Pocket Casts, which I think is the best podcast app that I have found that is not Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, historically, it has cost money yeah. to do. They just made it free. Oh, that's cool. So if you're looking for a good podcast app, and I can vouch that this is an app where you can get the Netherworld Dispatch added and have it mm-hmm. sit right next to Guide to the Unknown, so that you'll get your Patreon-exclusive podcast right through your regular podcast app. Pocket Casts is the one to use. Cool. Um, so definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, okay, there you go, everybody. Yeah, that's Thank it. you so much for hanging out with us. We hope you had a good time. Mm-hmm. We will see you next week for more spooky revelations from the world of mystery. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Go we.